Hey, you. Thank you for joining me for episode number 54 of Better Regulate Than Never. First of all, before I get started on our topic today, happy first anniversary to this podcast. I am so proud of myself for producing a new episode every Tuesday for one year tomorrow. I don't think I've ever been that dedicated or um, organized. I don't even know what word I should use to think about. I think it's just because this is so important to me. And this is such a new journey that has really meant so much to me. And I love connecting with you. And I'm so glad that you listen every week to what I have to say about all the things that are so important to make you the best human being you can be. And all these things are making me the best human being that I can be too. I chose September 22nd to launch my podcast last year because that is the date of my dad's birthday. He would have been 94 tomorrow. My dad died 11 years ago and I miss our talks. And we used to talk about some of the things that I talk about on here. He used to talk to me about being a good human being and the things that were important in life. And he didn't know a lot of the things that I've been talking to you about in these last episodes. Um, But some of the things he certainly did know about and some of the stuff um, about relationships and communication and uh, being a good person are timeless and have been around for forever. So He probably wouldn't have understood what a podcast is, but I know he would have been proud of me for helping young people make positive changes in their lives and just knowing these kinds of things. He would have, he would have been proud of me just because I am his daughter. (laughs) So let's kind of recap really quickly where we're at with the seven habits Today, we're going to be working on habit number five, seek first to understand, then to be understood. And so way back, habit one was be proactive, and that is you are the driver of your car of life. Habit two, begin with the end in mind, means you need to know where you're going. Habit three, put first things first, is now that you know where you're going, don't let roadblocks get in your way. Habit four, think win-win. So on your way to your destination, cooperate and compromise with people. And I feel like habit five, the one we're talking about today, seek first to understand, then to be understood, is kind of like that fourth one where um, when we're trying to see things from other people's perspective, like when they're communicating with us, we are sort of cooperating and compromising with them because we're really going to, we're going to seek to understand them. We're going to really listen and try to see why someone feels the way they do or why they're doing the things that they're doing. And this just helps us to get along with others better. So habit five can be summarized as listen first, talk second. (laughs) And when someone talks to us, we really do need to listen and try to understand 
their point of view before we decide what we should say back to them. Because so many times we get mixed up in uh, bad communication. And I'm going to kind of give you some examples or tell you what bad, different bad ways are to communicate. And then we'll talk about some things that are good. The book talks about five poor listening styles. And the first one is spacing out. And we're all, I mean, we've all been guilty of spacing out. um, And we space out for different reasons. Sometimes we space out because we're not really interested in what the other person is saying. Um, Sometimes we space out because we're really preoccupied with our own problems and our own things that are going on. And we really just can't pay attention to what someone is saying. And sometimes we're just kind of being mean and don't, we, uh, we don't care about what the other person is saying. And so we need to be careful about that. And I feel like if you're not interested in what the person is saying, like, um, I think sometimes, like I remember with both of my kids when they were younger, they would tell me about a certain book or game that they were interested in. And I didn't have any context for it. Like I couldn't understand, you know, the storyline, like they were telling me something that they just found out about a game or a storyline. And I didn't know any of the previous characters or things that had happened. So what they were telling me, I would just really not understand it. And so I probably spaced out somewhat during those times. And I mean, I was trying to be kind by yes, I care that you're talking and I care that you care about this game or this book or whatever. But it was just hard for me to really get what was being talked about. And sometimes that happens with students too. They'll tell me uh, things that they're really excited about. And I just don't have a context for what they're talking about. So I'm kind and I, I listen and and try to understand it. But a lot of times I don't. But if you feel like it's because you're just being caught up in your own self, or um, you feel like you don't care, I, you know, try to bring yourself back in to listen to what someone is saying. Sometimes people pretend listen. So um, this kind of I think goes along with it too, where someone's like, "Mm hmm, okay, cool, when really they're not listening to what is really being said. And if you asked a question of that person, they wouldn't be able to really say back what the person was talking about. There's also selective listening. It's just like selective hearing where in selective listening, you only hear the things that you want to hear. You're only hearing certain words or certain things that you do seem to understand. And then I think word listening is probably the same But I guess what he's meaning by word listening is that you hear a word and you think you know the meaning of what they're saying based on your understanding of the word, but maybe the person is using the word in a different way. And so that's why it's really important to not only just listen to the words, but you need to listen to or look, watch their body language or watch how their face is reacting to certain things. And then there's self-centered listening. And this is just you only are listening so you can say your part. And you miss out on a lot of meaning when someone is talking, when you're waiting for your part, because 
then you don't really, you're not listening to what they're saying. You're just thinking about what you're going to say back. And you probably know some of these people who are one up, one uppers is what I call it, um, where you say, oh my gosh, I had the worst headache yesterday. And then that person says, oh my gosh, that's nothing. I had this headache for five days or, you know, or if you say, oh my gosh, I had so much fun. We went to the mountains this summer. Oh, that's nothing. We went to 10 states and we did all these other things. So they're not listening to what you're saying. They're just wanting to tell their story and make their story better than your story. And sometimes when we're listening to people, we're also judging them in our mind. Like we're thinking, oh, well, that was stupid. Or why did you do this or that? Or we immediately start giving them advice. Or we ask too many questions and we get too involved and like we lose that they just want to talk about something. So those are kind of like the things that get in the way of communication. And so I also then want to counter that with what is important in communication. And so remember, habit five could be summarized as listen first, talk second. So true listening skills require a lot of you just being quiet and listening. When you just listen to someone without judging or giving advice or saying anything in life coaching, this is called holding space for someone. So most of us don't know how to listen. We really haven't been taught how to listen. And so years ago, I used to teach this lesson in the classroom and I don't do classroom guidance anymore because for one, I, as a one person, I wouldn't be able to go to all the classrooms in the school that I work at now. And we have so many other tasks that we don't uh, go to the classroom to teach things. We, we have the teachers do some teaching lessons during our advisory time. But I used to teach this lesson on communication. When I went into the classroom, I would first tell about skills that were good listening skills. And I would teach this lesson about that. So some of those things would be like listening with your eyes, like looking at the person while they're talking. Don't be distracted by other things. Look at the person's body language and listen for different verbal cues or facial cues. And, you know, nodding your head while someone is talking, saying, saying things that are agreeable, like, uh-huh. Or sometimes restating back what the person has said to you after they've brought up a topic or something that they needed to talk about. Then after you've listened a while, you could say, so it sounds like you're saying, or you sounds like you're really upset at that time, or I can tell you really like whatever. I mean, just kind of talking back so they know, oh, you understand what I'm saying. So after I did the lesson where I, I talked about what are good communication skills and what does that look like? Then I wrote different topics on the board, such as uh, what is your favorite movie and why? What did you do over the weekend? Your dream career and what does it look like? Just all sorts of things. And there was probably even a category of whatever you want to talk about. Um, But I just wanted to give kids ideas. And then I put the class in groups of two. And I did not let them pick their groups ever whenever I was in the classroom because you all know how this works. 
if you say get a partner or be in a group of four or whatever, all these people that are best friends, you know, or popular or whatever, get together. And then there's these kids that are left out that nobody wants to be a partner with. And so I always did random ways for them to be a partner or be in a group. Sometimes I used um, play a uh, playing cards, like the a deck of playing cards. And I would just stand at the door when they came into class and I would have them all mixed up. And, and so if I needed four people in a group, or if I needed four different groups, I would say, you know, the hearts are together, the spades are together, the clubs are together and the diamonds are together. Um, so you had to, you know, go around the room and find the person who had the, the suit that you did. And those people were your partners for, I can't remember what I did to make sure everyone just had a partner, but it was always random. And so kids were always mixed up and with people they didn't know, or they weren't always with their friends. And if there was an odd number in the class, I would be the partner of somebody so that everybody had, there was a listener and there was a speaker. And so then I would set a timer and um, I think it was two minutes probably. And one person was a speaker and the other person was a listener. So for two minutes, the speaker was to talk about any topic either that was on the board or one that they wanted to talk about. And the listener was to practice the listening skills from the lesson. And then when the two minutes was up, then I would set another timer for one minute and the speaker would tell the listener how they did in the listening skills. Like, I really felt listened to when you were shaking your head and, and looking at my face, or I really felt understood when you restated back what I said and, and it made sense, or that was how I was feeling. And then we would reverse the roles and do it again, where the listener became speaker and so on. And I will never forget one day when I did this activity and I was partnered with a student because we had an odd number in that class. And after the activity was over, the student said to me that that was the first time anyone ever listened to them. And this was a freshman class. And I thought, you know, here's this kid, probably 14-ish years old. And this is the first time in his life that he felt like he had been listened to, that what he said mattered and that somebody actually listened and didn't ignore him or didn't dismiss him. And I thought that was amazing. And he, he felt so good that someone had listened to him. We all want someone to listen to us. We all want someone to understand where we're coming from. And because we're not actually taught how to listen. um, Now, some of you may have these kind of lessons in your school. And that's amazing, because we need to have more of that going on. But otherwise, you know, our parents weren't taught this in school for sure. And uh, we maybe are getting some of these lessons, but a lot of us still are not getting those lessons. I'm sure it feels like adults in your life probably are not listening to you. And we probably do get in a habit as adults that um, it's easier to dismiss what younger people are saying, uh, because as adults, and we've been on the planet longer, we feel like we know better, or we know more, but I really do try to listen to what kids are saying and try to understand things from their point of view. And I don't know if this is just me, 
or if, you know, more adults can do this than I notice, but I feel like I really can zero in on how I felt when I was a young person. So when kids are telling me things, I think about it like, oh yeah, I totally see that because when I was your age, I thought that too, or I, you know, had the same confusion or the same anger or whatever. And so I do feel like I can really kind of understand. And even when I don't really understand what a student is saying, because I don't feel that same way, I can empathize with feelings of anger or frustration or defeat even. And so I just come at it from that point of view. But when our friends or even our teachers or parents are talking to us, we should really try to see their perspective. Why do our teachers want us to do our homework? Is it to torture us? Why do our parents want us to come home at a certain time? Why do our parents want us to clean our room? Why does our boss want us to come to work each day that we are scheduled? Really think about those for a moment. On the surface, all of it probably seems annoying, but what is the real reason for it? Does that help you to feel a little bit better about what they are saying to you? When someone speaks to us, we also should practice what the book calls mirroring. And this skill is repeating what you heard in your own words to convey to the speaker that you are understanding the meaning of what they are saying. So this isn't copying them or mimicking them because that's annoying and you've all had someone copy you and drive you crazy (laughs) with it. But this is just saying back. So it sounds like you're saying some of the mirroring phrases that the book gives is it sounds like you feel blank. So as I see it, and then say how you are seeing what they are saying, I can see that you're feeling angry, or I can see that you're feeling really frustrated. So what you are saying is, so some are, those are some of the kind of sentence stems, I think they might call it, or like how you can start a sentence when you're mirroring back to the person, and then you convey what you think they're saying. And I think it's really important to do this because it helps you to understand them better. But sometimes we aren't understanding what the speaker is trying to say. So sometimes students I work with are telling me how they're feeling about something. And then I say, well, it sounds like you're really upset because, and sometimes they're like, no, that's that's not, that's not why I'm upset. And so sometimes, um, it, this can actually help in two ways. One, it helps me to understand or helps me to realize, okay, I'm not on the right track. I need to go back and, you know, hear more about it, or I need to think in this in a different way, but it might also help the person who's speaking to realize, oh, I'm not conveying this in a way that people understand, or I'm not using the right words that might help somebody to understand what I'm saying. And so sometimes students that I work with that are upset with a teacher or parent, um, because they feel like they're being misunderstood and talking through it, realize, oh, if I said this different, I could get a better result. And so that's part of the learning too, at least in when I'm working with students trying to help them with communication, because I 
um, sometimes go with students to talk to a teacher about a, a conflict that they're having or about something that they want to tell the teacher about, but they're worried about it. And sometimes I have parents come in and set and listen and help a child communicate with their parent what it is that's upsetting to them or things that they want to do differently. So, I mean, it's very important to walk through that a few times with somebody who can help you with it because you do have to learn the skill. And again, we're not taught the skill. Whenever you're working with adults in your life and you want to have better communication with them, um, really try listening to them and really try to understand where the adults in your life are coming from. Even where is your romantic partner coming from? And where are your friends coming from? Sometimes a lot of fights that we have are because we misunderstood what someone was trying to do or say. And so really try to listen and try to understand where they're coming from and practice those good listening skills about looking at the person, mirroring back what they are saying so that they can understand that you understand what they're saying. If you can start to see why the adults in your life have some of the rules that they have, it will be easier for you to empathize with them. And when your parents or teachers feel respected by you because you're listening to them and you're listening to their point of view, they're going to listen to your point of view. This is one of those things that if they feel like you're listening to them, they're going to listen to you more often. Remember last week when we talked about win-win solutions, this is how you get to win-win answers. After you've listened and you understand the other person's point of view, then it's your turn to be listened to for your perspective. So when you see, when you give someone the chance to talk without judgment or advice, they will be more likely to listen to you in the same way. Now, this of course is like all things in the world. You can do all of this perfectly and the other person, whether it's friends, romantic partners, or your parents or teachers, they may respond in a way that is negative or is um, hurtful, or maybe they still won't listen, even if you listen to them. You know, that's the way it is. And we can't control other people. But if you can control yourself and really try to practice good listening and good understanding and and mirroring back, you're going to have much better results with all of your communication. And you're going to get to win-win so many more times than if you didn't try these techniques, techniques. So please do that. Well, I'm kind of excited that this episode's a little bit shorter because I know that recently they've been pretty long and I know you probably don't want to listen to 30 minute episodes. So, um, Just remember this week, you get to choose your thoughts. So choose wisely. I'll talk to you soon.